you very much for having me. It was an pleasure today. Guys, I love you. I will support you every time. Thank you very much. What are we getting? Urban Life. Neighborhood Banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukkan Show. Hosted by OT, Tuflis, Irshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. Did you guys know each other? Like, how did you guys know? Like, how. You guys Don't. never bumped into each other, did you? No. Growing up? No, In no, no, all no. the years you've been here, both of you? None. You didn't have I, the I, same I circle of friends? friends? Oh, with the brats. Yeah, you didn't yeah, like the brats? We, we, um, but you have to understand that those times, it was. We were one of the first three houses in Jumeirah, right? Really? I think, was it? Maybe, don't put that. I'm no, not no, sure no, if it's, it's one, one of the but three But you were houses. one of the early adopters but of Jumeirah. One of the first, one <laughs> one of the of first houses. Sheikh Zayed Road was a one-laner, and to get into mm -hmm. Jumeirah, we, used to, we, used to, we had to drive through the desert. Do you have, what do, what do you have documented of this time? Oh, I need to search, but mom has, what, what are they? Yo, man, I need, the more old, I hear about your mom, I need to bring her on the show. Those old... Uh, I'm sure uh, she's got pictures, like albums, like... There Man. have to be. There are. Uh, we have several. I remember my father always had his video, video along, his his camera trying to make videos of us. Really? There must be some stuff. Man, there. this is. A, it's a part of the history yeah, of the country. Definitely. You know. And were you when you were growing up here? Did you feel like there was a separation between you and the Emirati Not kids? Not at all. Not at all. Separations now. The separation is now. Yeah. Now and there this are is the just. It's. I wouldn't say it's a separate. It's just because, it's, things are fragmented. Um, people are moving to pockets. Yeah, um, it's bigger. It's a, it's a yeah. big city now. So yeah. of course you, so have, back then you have different classes. You have different social groups. Yeah, yeah. Right? but back then you it was just a community. Right it was just, just one yeah, small just community where everyone had to help out everyone. Yeah. yeah. And did you? And when someone see the thing about small communities? Because I lived in one of like in that in that kind of community in um, post-war mm. Iraq, like when we were in Baghdad. The problem is if you get ostracized or you. You, if you get cut out for whatever reason, it's really tough to find. There is no other community. This is it. Yeah, for sure. So, did you encounter things like that, or was everyone generally? To be communal? honest, I don't really remember that, but I don't think it really happened because we always had friends around us. Yeah, yeah. that's you know. It sounds once again, Ot. It mm. sounds like you had a really great child. Everybody I love Dubai. Met I love being raised in Dubai. Here. It was really nice, but I was also ha but but we were also the people who saw the entire city. Grow, you know, grow, grow. literally yeah. grow. You grew up from with it. We we grew up with it, and we were partially the ones, also the kids who made it become it. Right? That's amazing. Which is also not the good thing, you right? You because we because we also allowed it to become just the media hype of glitz and glamour. Well, I, I mean, do you think that you had really a lot to do with that, or were you just no, kind of? No, but a we part played along with yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, definitely the Dubai government. They did their the, the tourism board. They did them very well. Yeah. With how to position themselves on a global level. Yeah. They did a fantastic job. And, and one of the byproducts with it is just luxury. Because, of course, when you first develop the first hotel within a country, you always go for five-star hotels. And then from there, over time of development, you build the four, three, two-star hotels, and then you're attracting every type of segment. And at that time, I still, still now we're at the three-star hotel basis. So most of the things which are around us are still glitz and glamour. That's true, actually. Yeah, but we were literally then of... And that's why I also got a little bit sick of Dubai and had to leave because... It was just too much of uh, too much of the good. When did you leave? Two thousand eight. Mm. When did you come back? Two thousand fifteen. 
Yeah, so you left for almost a decade pretty mm. much. Where'd yeah. you go? I went to Switzerland to study. Mm. Um, went to Berlin to work. What was it like in Switzerland after growing up here? You arrived there. And like I'm sure you'd gone back and forth for over sure. the years, so you had like a for a sure. A but what what was it like to like when you go visit a country? It's very different than living in it. I know that sounds really like but no, that's very bland, true. but yeah, that's the truth. The what was it like when you were like, okay, apart. now I live here? So Switzerland is still a very protected country. Yeah, so I was that's very what I happy was about that. Yeah, but that's why I had to do my little trips to um, London to Berlin. You know, to the cap, to the major capitals, to see, to witness real life. Yeah. Because Switzerland is still, yes, you have the real life, but the Swiss themselves are very structured. They're very clean. You know, and most of the what eighty percent of the world is not like that. No. So uh, that also then made me finally decide to go to Latin America to go backpacking and actually explore the real world. Nice. What made you want to do that? Like, I know you're saying you Just wanted to see like real people. Searching, understanding, see, you know, ex putting well, yourself, is, what is experiencing. Well, no, but I, I wanted to know what happened in his life to yeah. make him... When somebody puts a backpack on, the yeah. practice of put it, putting a backpack on, some people think, okay, that's the ritual of going to travel and, and experiencing new things, but it's not. You're actually going out there to find yourself. When you put that on, you're going on a vision quest, the way the Navajo and the... and, and you know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or maybe I, I, I would I'm have just more no, I, I would have never I put it as I'm searching for it. myself, yeah. but I would have never put it like that, but I definitely think now, when I look back, that trip definitely changed it's me. I can't say, yeah. I can't say this exact date changed it, yeah. but the entire trip yeah. did. Because yeah. from, what I've, what I, from what I've learned with that is if it's different if you're backpacking on your own or with people. Yeah. On your own is where you find it's a self-discovery. So then the people you're traveling with is like me, myself, and I, you know? And that's where the self-discovery comes to play more than when you're backpacking with people. Yeah, I get I was, that. I was completely by myself. Yeah. So that's that's it was definitely self-discovery. The intent, the first at the beginning, but it's exactly it. It's in hindsight, or like, oh, you know, I came out the other end different because I learned X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I think I'd that's what you want. I'd to love to yeah. go on a trip by myself. I wanted right to. Now. You have I, don't know, I wanted to see just I be completely by myself, and you know, you see just accept your chola self. <laughs> I do Get look like back. a chola today. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, my familia. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that that's part of it is that, you know, you were probably in a time of, like, great transition. And, you know, for sure. it was important for you to feel things, maybe. Yeah, then I came back, what, 2015, and Dubai has changed completely, and I'm so proud of our city. So you came back surprised. Did you, what was, like, what like, was did like? you know about how much it was changed? I, had to, I did not know. I, I used to come back once a year to see my Your friends family, and yeah. my family, right? But then we'd always do the same things that we used to do. Go to their houses, you know, yeah, play around there, do, do the stupid stuff. But then actually once I came back and decided to stay for a little longer, I started exploring what is actually the scene or the side of Dubai which I would like to know. Yeah. What's the creative scene doing? Is there a hip-hop community? Is there a techno community? Um, are there local producers? Are there artists? And then from there, yes, I started, I started recognizing that not everything is just a copy-paste from the Western world and replicated here. There are actually people, there are tastemakers creating stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think, I think it's important because, I, you know, that's part of what the, the argument that Dubai is lacking culture or has no culture. The response to that is usually that, with, from my side, is we're figuring it out. Yeah. Like, it does exist here. It Give it a few years and we can compare ourselves to Hong Kong. You level, think so? Level of creativity, I think maybe next three to five years we're there. 
We we feel. I see that. I, I, I don't know, but I can feel that it's absolutely possible. I was saying earlier, I, I do feel the ground rumbling. Like, and I don't know what it is. I feel like something's a bore on the cusp of something remarkable. I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, but I want to be a part of it. I, I do. And I We're feel definitely a part of it. That's yeah. why we're doing this on a weekly yeah. basis, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Dukan show, that's why, that's why we're doing it. We're trying to identify what is actually going to happen. Or, and who is, who is a part of that movement and why is it happening, yeah. you know? Um, but did you ever imagine, like, when you, what's your earliest memory of Dubai? There are hundreds, but one of one of the ones I always reflect to is sitting on Daddy's knees. I was steering the Land Rover. <laughs> Safety first, kids. <laughs> he was he was doing the clutch. Yeah. <laughs> and we were driving in the desert. That's one of the one things I always remember. Is that why you have a Land Rover now? Yeah, no, for no. sure. I have a Defender. It's, it's a family attachment. car. I cannot, I cannot yes, get over it. I see, I see it. I but see not it. the new ones. It's the old one with the proper, you know. Yeah. What model is it? It's a 1987. Boom. Mans drives a 1987 Land Rover it. in the middle of Dubai. How do you even get it insured? <laughs> like. I don't know. I don't even know how RTA even passes it. Yeah. But I, to be honest, it's always a sweat bath because everything is not sealed. I get hot air from every single... <laughs> from every orifice. <laughs> every single possibility. From through the windows. How do you count? Yeah. Hot air pass through glass. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. Dedication. Hey, man. 1987. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. I think it's amazing that you still have it. Yeah. It's a family thing. I can't, I can't get over it. I'll never will. I got several buyers who write me regularly. I you can tell you now, I, I'll buy your car. I won't be surprised if you got Like, them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, the thing Impossible. about it is, yeah, it's, it's a, not only is it a family thing, it's, it's a personal thing. It's so, you know, intrinsic to yeah. who you are now. For sure. Yeah, we had a colleague who moved to Chicago and he was trying to actually take it with him. <laughs> he had a Defender and he was debating. He was like, I can't leave this behind. Yeah, and then, but the problem is, like, how are you going to drive a Defender in Chicago? Man, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's just so it struggles. It's yeah, not big so as well, yeah. and they're not comfortable. Yeah. They're so not comfortable. He, no, he decided not to sell. He, I think he kept it at his friend's garage. Or yeah, I'm sure he just has it housed there. Good choice. But he, he's, he's too attached to it. The thing is, it rains too. A lot in Chicago, and I've I've maintained a car in the middle of like a cold country, rust, salt, all of those things really erode your car. Like yeah. they really take a beating, you know. And you, it's hard to find a 1987 anything in Toronto because yeah. of the the winters. And that's why it's a lot easier here to find classic cars. Yeah, and I mean, if you go to Cuba, you'll see them everywhere. Cause but you also have a m huge. There's a huge community of car lovers here. Yeah. The biker scene is massive in Dubai specifically. Saudi is killing it with cars, with custom-tuned cars. Recently is anybody I was documenting that? The yeah. rise? Is, is anyone documenting the... Not that I know of. Man, because they're on some next level. Yeah. They're, they're on some nitros. We had a few friends come over to, for the, the auto show in Abu Dhabi, I think it was. And they brought over cars, which were absolutely wild. 3 a.m. in the morning by the petrol station, we were chilling there. And they just had hydraulics bouncing yes. up and down, you know? Like, uh, what's that movie? Old, <laughs> beautiful old cars. Which one? What's that movie? The, all of them. Car Wash? Car Wash. Like the movie Car Wash. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop washing cars? Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happened that, to him. That, that's what yeah. But it's interesting, because like, there are certain gas stations in town that have developed a cult around them. 
Yeah. So really? For example, yeah, like the Emirates on Jumeirah is where the bikers hang out. Everybody oh, I've seen knows. that. Yeah, yeah. I've it's seen it's that. So bikers, gas station, right? Yeah. You have, I think it was Enoch and Warga. Yeah. It's where the, ga- uh, especially in the winter, it's where all the 4x4 yeah. drivers would hang out before going to the deserts. Right? Really? Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't so know this. Certain gas stations become hot spots for certain They're meeting lifestyle. points. Yeah. They're, 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 um, they're definitely elements. Yeah, you've got the drag racers. They have their own gas stations where they would hang out before they go. Like, they're, they're hot spots. Wow, you know? yeah. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, once you get into these communities, because then you have different car communities, too, yeah. right? Like, you have the, the Defender family. Defender <laughs> families. You have the Mustang crew who... On, and you see them mostly come out in winter for some reason. So the Mustang crew would go cross country, of like cross 50 country, Mustangs yeah. driving behind each other, just going from Fujairah to Abu Dhabi to Alain to whatever. The bikers do that. Um, you have. Yeah. Can someone explain that to me? Because I know someone's going to be thinking about this, and that someone yeah. is me. Um, why? What? What's? What's the purpose of riding together? I don't know, ask DMX, like, that's a Rough Riders thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'll give him a call. I, know, but I, I do get, a bit of, I do I get an emotional like, touch. Yeah. I am emotionally touched when I see another Land Rover drive past me. It nearly comes to the level where we wave to one another. Really? Yeah. 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 My theory is it's uh, the sense of tribe. Uh, a a right? sense of community yeah. and it's a, a sense, sense of, of community tri- and having a tribe. And traveling in, yeah. like, a pack because together. Like, exactly, because like what he was saying, it's not that, for example, in the case of Defender, it's not as common as most cars are in this city right so then when you see another defender it's a sense of excitement it's like yo that's my people man they get it yeah right um for example i would never get in a harley i don't get why someone would have their arms over their head while they're riding a bike the whole time hours right? i'm like that looks exhausting and my shoulders hurt from the amount of pins and needles they have to have yeah, in their fingers. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah but then you know what there's a community of there's them there's a whole massive community and i don't know if I, I i think it's interesting because the harley community is really well known because of hollywood it's like you, do you know what i mean like people sure. uh, understand them yes and the, and that's the reason harley became such a strong brand because they decided to go and market to the outlaw Yes. Okay. The, like the and renegade yes, and the, re- they the built rebel the cult around yeah. the leather and the yeah. leather and the bands. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and there was a whole hell's angels thing, which I totally understand. Yeah. But what's fascinating to me is the Mustang guys, fifty of them, meeting up at the gas station yeah. and then riding together across. For motorbikes, you know it makes sense because you have the same it's feeling the while muscle. driving. It's the American yeah. muscle culture, right? Okay, is it so? That's is that why it's the same I feeling think so. while it's, driving? It's, it must be the similar feeling as for like, uh, bikers. Tr- you're both. You're out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it the must elements. be against I, the I, I, I tried it. So there's another forum online, and then they have meetups. The G47. The G47? Yeah, G47 are the Nissan drivers who have certain types of Nissans, yeah. right? So the the patrol two doors, the safaris, you have um, those who have, like, um, what's it called, GTRs, like specific types of cars, and then you have a few infinities there somewhere. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go hang out with these guys. <laughs> You're like, okay. I'm going to hang out with this back so, row crew. <laughs> I show, I come through on one of the meetups, so like I signed up for it, and you know, you get the email invitations. I decided to show face, and I just couldn't want, I did not want to be there after that. Because, Why? yo, like, some of the sexiest, hottest cars I've ever seen all so, parked together. I felt like I did not belong so very quickly. Wait, so it's this is about showing off your car. No, this is about showing your love. Yes, like my right. infinity stood nothing close to what I saw there. I was like, uh, okay, um, this is not for me. You're like, I just turned around very quickly. We don't play together. No, <laughs> so you, <laughs> no. you like saw it and you yeah, just no, drove. No. Past. I'm, I'm just, I'm just a tourist compared to them. Like <laughs> these guys are like hardcore. I was like, 
and when you see that passion for it, I'm like, okay. I need to go and find me a car that'll fit those games. So I, can or play I guess that's for car tuning and stuff. That's yeah, that's like more they're relevant, all, they're, right? Do, all of them are tuned up. Yeah. All of them. I mean, I think that's also the entire Nissan culture is about tuning your car. You spend half a million on a GTR and then tune it up. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, like GTR is not cheap. Yeah, cars. pardon me for not knowing anything about then, car culture, but yeah. it's just so fascinating to me about the, just the way that people fall in love with it, become obsessed with it, purchase items yeah. as part of it, oh, for sure. and a then travel together. Yeah. yeah. One of my old um, college friends, she's. There's actually a community for female Mustang drivers now. So girls Specifically, my sister would be a part of that, no problem. So that's all they do. So now it's just a girls club of Mustang drivers. Kind of sexy. And, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and th that's, that's what they I do. I can they see roll it's together. appeal. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I think so it's, it's also about thing. achieving a milestone together. Ah, yeah, there's right? a point. So if I want to, I want to see now, I don't know, some part of... Let's say Oman, right? I, mm. I'm not going to drive by myself, so I'm going to no. find. I'm going to reach out to the community, find to come to, ride to with come you. with me, right? For defenders, normally you go into a desert or to to the mountains, so it can get quite dangerous. Yeah. As a Mustang family, probably the same, right? You go into you're driving down the highways for hours and hours and hours, and you want to make sure that you have someone with you. Yeah. Okay, I, I yeah, I, I see like that. I got you back, you know. I, I said none of that. What you're, you're I did an eleven-hour drive with nobody giving wolf. a shit. About. <laughs> Yo, that's exactly it. And for a bunch of friends, we decide we're gonna go drive down San Francisco to LA, and we're gonna have a great time. Yo, I'm driving alone. These <laughs> assholes are all asleep in the car. <laughs> the entire way. So like, often, man. And they, they're, and you know, everybody's excited at first, like, yeah, let's do it. And then two hours in, they all fell asleep. They're like, and that was are we it. there yet? <laughs> I'm like, I'm never doing this again with you guys. Like, no, yeah, I think you need to no. have at least two designated drivers. I'm not one of them. No. But I think it... Your I sister would, Dina definitely is. My sister would... Yeah, my like, sister will... Yeah. She's right at that. Like, she's, she'll, she'll she, change the tires with me. Yeah, oh my God. She'll take turns yeah, driving. Dina, like, yeah, and Dina loves Mustangs. She's bought... She has She has had two Mustangs. Oh, so she's, she's a Mustang girl. Dina's a Mustang girl. Mm. Like, through and through. You know, so I, I even then I question. I was like, what? I don't get it. But she says it's just you know what it is. She says it just makes me feel nice. That's all. That's her only explanation. She's like, it makes me feel With nice. American muscles about the power which you have. Right? Uh, you, you, she says that that you can feel the power rumbling, rumbling yeah. I, I, uh, under your under you know. And there's there's a controlness to it that she likes. That like, anyways, all I know is that the community's here because I think. Well, because you were a part of how early, like in the, you were an early Dubai adopter <laughs> in tech speak. I think that what's what's interesting about it is they they band together really tightly. Like there is, there are really amazing communities that yeah. come together here, and band together really, really well. Um, I think the I think the tech space is one of them too. Actually, tech space. Yeah. But in everything, right? You have your yogis who stick together. Oh man, yeah, they're so. You have your football, your football boys who stick together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still with you know my football what we should boys. Do? Are you? Yeah, for How sure. How long have you been with your football boys? No, no, we know each other for years. Oh, I still like do the same same football trash talk every single time. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. It's nice because you know it's not only about playing football with your boys, but it's about actually spending time together. Spending time together, and then from there you bring out the oldest gossip. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Like, I can't say it now. <laughs> for, for example, I bought a trophy now. I went three days ago. I went to Karama. Yeah. Just went around. And I bought a little trophy now. And that's going to be a joke, which I'm going to give to one of my friends. 
just to say well done. But like everyone's gonna laugh about it because there is a there's an inside there's joke. an inside joke, joke which I cannot tell I cannot tell them. But that happens when you create these small little communities. Yeah. Like, um, I guess yeah. You know what we should do? We should try that. We should go on an in- infiltrate mission. Try to infiltrate as many communities yeah. as possible. Oh my god. Go. We should play. I can't wait till we get to the ballet community. Me and you. Yo. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yo, I'm too too ready. Yeah. <laughs> too, I'm too all about ready. that. Straight up, yo. Have you ever seen a ballet, ballerina in sneakers? What? Are, are you, we're going to do this. <laughs> I'm, gonna, willing to, I'm willing to infiltrate communities. I think it's really... Like, like I, I just do one of them. <laughs> yeah. you, can, can you do the splits? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay, I can worry. pretend like I know what we'll I'm doing. We'll get there. We can do gymnastics. I'm yo. sure there's a tight gymnastics community that I'm we so need nasty. to be into. Yeah, Gardening, so knitting, yo, are you crocheting. Why are they all... <laughs> Grandma, <laughs> Cause, grandma community. Because the cool ones, obviously, you want to be a part of them. Because uh, we're really, already in them. Yeah, we're already in them. Like Fine. we want to make, we want to expand our horizons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know what I, you I, know, I want to go. I want to get into um, Camel Beauty Pageant. Oh community. my God, have you been to the Camel Beauty Pageant? Yeah, what is this, <gasps> dude? What? Have is you lived real? here your whole yeah. life, or have you lived here your whole? I thought life? you lived in Dubai, dude. Camel Beauty Pageants. Uh, are that for a camel I, festival. Yo, it's a beauty pageant for camels. It's not a joke. It's not a drill. The money behind that game is we serious. Heading? Well, it, it happens in December. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Daf- one of the places that happens is Dafra. Dafra is the yeah. biggest one. Yeah. So it's, it's yo, it's legit. Like, all kinds of camel owners, man, they pick them up. They put them they in fly, gold They and fly in from all over the Gulf. Yeah. To it's bring their... The camel community. The yeah. camel... I camel present community. the camel community. And then you have differences because, like, you know, Racing camels are different from beauty pageant camels because you got to fix up like you know they they you got to get their hair did their nails did they got to they get shampooed you got to make sure that they smell nice they Uh look pretty the gold and silver on that they dress them up like a disco ball I'm so down yo that's it's serious game it's and competition is heavy like you can win was it like up to like three cars or like five million dirhams if you made first place or something yeah man. Everybody wants it. My camel's better than yours. That's yeah. pretty much That's, it. Yeah. Her hump's better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I, I, I really am. I, I'm yeah. so into it. I think we should... See, it's funny because you've lived here your whole life, or pretty much, and uh, you the, the Duffer Camel Festival has escaped you until this magical moment. Yeah. yeah. We went to horse... Like, we went to the camel races, but not... No, the beauty pageant is some next pageant. level. It's, yeah. like, unreal. Yeah. yeah. And there's, um, there's a geological community. Here. Doing geology? Yeah, like the rocks and stuff. There's one in, there's a center for them. They have a whole geology center. Really? Cool parts well, of yeah. 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 Well, so there's definitely a, ma- like, look, the way, I, th- what I'm really happy about is that you, whoever you are can find something for there's, yourself here. There's something here for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Every, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you're a surfer now. There's a whole thing for it. You're, you know. You, you like to jet ski, you find your people, you know, you want to doom bash, you want to go quad biking, you got your people, you want to play an instrument, you can find your people, like, it, it's just yeah, a community Yeah, it's for true. But then, in when you were growing up here, or not even when you were, but when you came back, did you find that you fit in, or did you feel out of place? Like, when you came back after being in Sweden and then in... Switzerland. This is oh, my sorry, hood. in Switzerland. Oh, he's like, this is my town. This is my town. They're like, do you not know me? <laughs> no, actually, I just met you. <laughs> it's funny because I do need to get a, I need a visa to enter the country, right? These are the questions. Or a residency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But then they look at my passport and they said, "Oh, you're b you're you're born here?" Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome home. Yeah. So there is a. If I say I'm, I, I was born in Al Wasl Hospital. That's it. Oh wow, you're also kid. Yeah, I'm Al kid. Then from there, all of a sudden, their eyes go wide. I think because there's just so few of you. That's yeah. all. There's just yeah. so few of you. There were so few people at that time who stayed. You know. Yeah. And what about your parents? Are they intending to stay? Like this is home now. No, they've built themselves quite a nice lifestyle now. Where they over the summer, over yeah, the where summer it's really they're in, they're in Europe. Okay. And then over the winter break, they come back here to see to be with everybody and yeah. to see. I think that kind of Canada calls it a snowbird lifestyle, where you avoid the winter, if you mm. will. Yeah, we can call so it the desert lifestyle. The desert, like yeah, life. the desert desert bird lifestyle. I like that. I feel like there's some comfort in that. And it's, it's definitely it's nice. It's a nice. Come on, Dubai's a beautiful place. Yeah. If you can, you should definitely maximize staying here as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And the beauty of it is that as much as you think you know, or as much as you think you're widespread and connected in the city, you, the more you realize you're actually in a very tiny niche. Yeah. And you have and to break out of your niche. there's a lot more to discover in the city than you think you know. I agree. You know what's funny? Actually, I feel more home here than in Switzerland. Really? Okay, yeah. there's a revelation. That I get. Yeah. And it comes, oh, my mom also feels it. She feels the same way. Mm. We don't feel like we're... Yes, we are Swiss. Yes, of course, by virtue of being... But I don't think like a Swiss. I don't act like a Swiss. And You, you know, certainly feel like you like you are from Dubai. I, yeah, you certainly I feel I feel more comfortable. Not more comfortable, but I feel more... I feel like I fit to the city more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Because I molded you. Yeah, well, very early on. Yeah, but you were a part of its... You were a part of its early years. So you, you remember one lane Sheikh Zayed Road, which is, yeah. you know, to me, uh, unreal, you know? That multiculturalism yeah. is definitely one of the main things which, I, which, which makes me love the city. Yeah. And where, where do you go from here? As in, like... I know you, we you like you like us. You do quite a bit of business in the city. Yeah. Um, I guess street life is a good place to start. It's, you're revamping street life, right? Or is it is it just going through? Is it going through a renaissance, or is it just a rebranding? Um, no, it's going through a complete. How do I say it? Overhaul. It's taking <laughs> it, it's it's taking it's taking form for phase two. Yeah. It's taking so form. Right. Yeah. So tell so us where it started and where is it going? So it's again when I came back to Dubai, I wanted to search for the lifestyle which I wanted to live, yeah. Yeah. which is a bit more alternative, a bit more liberal, a bit more um, creative. Yeah. Alternative, right? Like I like the alternative music. I like being around creative people who do weird things. Weird things. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we walk on the other side of the street. Yeah. So you like to play outside of the mainstream? Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't want to be. I don't ever want to be in the mainstream. Yeah. Hmm. Street life, I guess, is really a response to that, isn't it? Because yeah. I see that. I see that in, in the way it's built. I live for disruption. Things are getting yeah. presented. I live for disruption. Yeah. Hmm. For sure. Anyway, and then from there I came to the city and I remembered that I hated Dubai for a while. You did? I actually can say hate. I really did that not like my left? own city. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What, like, what made you hate it? It was, it was, I don't know, it was just this... But also, by being raised here, we just got stuck to our... We were accustomed to our little circle. Yeah. And we didn't go exploring more. And when I came back, I explored. Okay. 
right? And then, th then I saw all the creativity which is happening. I saw the soul of the city. Um, people are doing. It's not only about making money and then leaving the country. Yeah. There are people actually trying to do things for the city and keep it here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that's pretty much so. I was, I was just searching for my identity pretty much, right? What are all the different traits of me, and how how can I put them together? Yeah. And then from there we had, yeah, and then from there we just documented s street life, right? City life. What's the actual city life of Dubai? And we spun it into a video, which gave kind of an alternative weekend plan, which really, not just the glitz and glamour events, but something where a bit more the creative and alternative people go to, and that's how street life started. Mm. And it, w that it, did, it was doing very well these videos, so we continued doing them the the continuous weekend plan but now there has been a complete there's a complete vision behind it to actually to actually go a bit more into discovering authentic city life and but on a much bigger scale is that being driven by you or your team or the city no like it's it's by me it's by you it's okay by, so you have this vision in your head that yes. you need to get to Yes. And I guess that vision is totally informed by everything you've seen growing up here and everything you've... For sure, but it's also just, it's just looking at a few problems in the entire media, media scene, right, the trends of actually what digital, how digital, that what the digital future will look like. Yeah. Right, and adapting these macro trends with these, with these macro tr trends, trends with these nano experiences which I had and bringing in the right team members who have Arabic traits to actually put something in together to bring out Arabic or Middle, e Middle, Middle Eastern, Eastern city life, which is actually authentic and to showcase to the world the, the misunder yeah to showcase to the world the real Middle East, not the misunderstood one. Yeah, and I think that that's part of what Dukan is like kind of built for is yeah. to be a response to this kind of fear mongering about. Um, the Middle East and about people who live For here, sure. you know, and I think street life is very accessible. What's great about street life is, you know, it is essentially your where to go book, you know, if you want to go on the weekend. Um, but what and I know it is with the new website. And it's now it will. And now it will cool, be. Yeah. It's, it's a place where you can actually finally research. Well, you Sorry, know, I on. think you need to treat it like a resource. It, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and, and, and construct it as such. But regardless, I think that the landscape needs something like street life. It's important that it exists, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's driven by you, I think, maybe to contribute as well. That's part of, you know. But what's the large, large goal after street life, after whatever? What's the big Is dream? Is there something beyond Is that? there a big dream <coughs> beyond street life? <laughs> of course. The what is it? In five years, I want to move to Berlin okay. and start up a startup and continue a startup, which I started a while ago, but never continued. I had to pause it for a while because it was just too big of a project. Um, then after that, I don't know. You don't know. Why do you want to play in startups, though? I mean, there's I so it. many different business formats. What attracted you to that? It's you're taking, you're a gardener, essentially, right? You're a gardener? You're a gardener. A startup person mm -hmm. is a gardener. You take in a corn, mm -hmm. you put it into into soil and you take care of it right you watch it grow you put in the right resources into it whether it's water or sun mm. and from there it starts growing slowly and slowly but you're able to shape how you can you're able to shape how it looks and which direction it's going to grow more towards the sun or more a bit more to the shade right it's your, your decision of how to do it what are you addicted to, to though yeah the growth 
because <laughs> yeah. I think I know like I'm we're we're serial entrepreneurs like that's what we do and I know what I'm addicted to I'm addicted to growth like I'm addicted to I'm addicted to the chat the constant troubleshooting so yeah. I actually like when things are kind of I like that pressure I like whatever but it's, I was just curious because you've the, started more businesses than I have it's the continuous reflection on am I doing it right so w with a startup you're running you're constantly running 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 yeah. yeah and then at one point you get smacked in the face again and you have to take a breather and you take three steps back and you look at the overall situation that point is beautiful because then you either know okay i'm mm. and this I'm is going real down and this ship is going <laughs> down yeah. 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 yeah i'm in a real bad situation but as an entrepreneur you don't ever you're never in a bad situation you know yeah. how to pivot properly yeah. yeah and then from there it's about how do i validate my concept mm. properly whether it's making a landing page or you go up to a person on the street and say would you pay for this give me three dollars and if you have the money in your hand then you validate it 100 percent mm. right and it's about that constant search of <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's also a little bit of a personal thing right mm. about uh yeah my ideas are good you know yeah no that's <laughs> that, that that's fair yeah. that's fair yeah, yeah. of course the validation okay. that the world needs it yeah. yeah. To a certain extent, whether it's a luxury product or uh, mm. it's a, it's a banana juice which you can which you can biodegrade in the soil. Mm. But there's no true like it's exactly what you're trying to say, Ot, is mm. that there's no actual definition for this new age of business that's catering to what I call a millennial mentality, which is you have to cater to people who want a great place to work, who want a place that speaks to them, expresses themselves, allows them to have the freedom to come in and out as they please, um, allows them, you're reacting to a market where kids and people in general turn around in three years. How do you retain? How yeah. do you do all that? You create a family business, you create a home. Yeah, maybe it's also, it should it shouldn't be startup. It should just be an SME. SME, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that's the a new fair concept. Maybe the the new the, the term startup is not relevant in this concept. There's only SMEs and then corporations. Hmm? Well, yeah, but I think the thing about startup is the perfect startup the is a call to action as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To move, to drive, to grow, take risk, to take risk, to be brave, to be agile, disruptive, to be, yeah, innovative. Yeah. So it, it the word itself is very charged with like a heavy connotation of. Um, you know, hunger and hustle, you know, it's that. sexy. It's a very sexy word. Mm. And if you're it's somebody media hyped at the moment, for sure, it's massive media. It's definitely hype. media. Hype. Entrepreneurship uh, is media hyped. To yeah, next I, don't, I, give it, I, don't, I, give I don't call myself an entrepreneur. I give it to Raj because I think Raj, when he came on the show, he said it best because he's like, pretty much if you're playing in the space now, you're the equivalent of that high school garage rock band, which was the sexy Every guy wanted to have that garage band and every girl wanted to be with one of the band members. Yeah. Now that's in this business sphere. It's it's the startup game. Yeah, right? I see that. Um, and, and I get that, which is why to me it's like well, startup versus SME, which one is it? And then which one is plays where and which business model fits what? Because I also look at the old business model of, you know, setting up a shipping company. Very different from playing here, right? Yeah. Because then... Now you're looking at, I need venture capitalist. I want to become a unicorn in X number of years and hit that billion dollar mark. Great. But then how do you get there if I'm not playing in a loop design business model, right? Which is usually you, you see in tech. You design your own model, right? Well, this is the thing is, and, and this is, uh, you know, uh, what I love about having conversations with different entrepreneurs is everybody has a different map that they've drawn. Mm. It's as though... 
you, I, I don't have a, un, uh, for me, the goal isn't unicorns. That, that's just not yeah. my. It's not, not mine as well. It's, it's a dirty, it's a dirty ambition. No, it's not a dirty ambition. It's a valid ambition. It's the crazy ambition because you kill yourself along the way because your metrics are crazy high. Okay, your metrics may need to be crazy high, but I think that if you're not chasing a unicorn, maybe you need that unicorn so that you get up in the morning and but you not have the silicon, not the Silicon Valley type of unicorn. No, where I within think you five, need, within three years, you're a billion dollar company. I think you need to build the unicorn of your time and your place. And I think Dubai is a place, going back to what we were saying earlier, where you can actually create brand new ideas in the city, new formats and new models that really cater to us. Um, so I challenge you maybe to redefine your unicorn. Yeah. But the, the game in Silicon Valley um, overvalues really simple businesses in the interest of getting to that billion. For sure. You know, and that's the downside to all of this. That's what I, that's exactly what I mean. You know. This growth, this, 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 this concept of incredible exponential growth within zero time. Yeah, but it also speaks to us as humans. That's one of the things that I love about business. And, you know, when I say I personify my businesses, imagine you had a teenager and you gave them all the money in the world to do whatever they wanted to do as long as they somehow made a billion. Hmm. I'm going to give you all the money you need. I'm going to give you love. I'm going to give you whatever. I'm going to whip you when you need to be whipped. But then you got to make me a billion one day. That's equally unreasonable. That's what Silicon Valley is asking of the businesses. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's business. the analogy. Do you get what I mean? And I think that some people will be like, well, what if we hit it? Well, what if we're the one to make the billion? What if our kid is the one that's going to hit you know, hmm. that billion? Realistically speaking, it might be. In the world, it absolutely might be. However, I'm more of a mentality. I come from a mentality where we're in a remarkable place in an unusual time. Why aren't we redefining our successes? Like, why aren't we? Why are we defining them? Who the hell is Silicon Valley to me? Hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. We're in the Arab world with people who are the most, who are extremely innovative, yeah. with funding access at our fingertips. And now funding access is proven, right? Yeah. Also, the startup world is proven now in the Middle East with yeah. the exit of Souk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Souk was bought by Amazon. That's the first big blockbuster exit. Yeah, and that what is. an exit it was. And that yeah. means now, finally, we're in a global map for Silicon Valley investment. We're in a global map mm -hmm. for Chinese investment because we can prove now the tech world is the tech world from the Middle East is ready is, yeah. for these big ticket sizes. And I, I love... Ticket sizes are... Uh, Oh, yeah. The amount of money which you get invested into the In company or you get purchased for. Yeah, so it's, it's basically your price tag, if you will. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about all of this, right, is that when I, when I look at it, it is like people. Do you get what I mean? Now we've been legitimated by, as an investor and as investors, we tend to cluster together. Yeah. So if someone I know that I hold in high regard will invest, the odds are I'll put my money down on it too. So what's happened now is somebody's invested in us. Yeah. Whether right or wrong, whether whatever, that's up for, you know, the universe and to decide. And who invested. And who invested <laughs> is up for, that's up for discussion. However, what's been said now is our arena in the business space is about to change. And the standard by which we start to develop our tech, our apps, our businesses has to change to react to that. And I'm grateful to be a part of that because that's something that makes me feel like, okay, now we have to make something for our time, for our place, you know? Souk caters to us. It always did, you know? And now it's just going to get better. And now it's mm -hmm. Amazon wanting to get their reach into the Middle East. Yeah, because the luxury market here, people do buy luxury items But my items translation of that move is, or how it made sense to me was that this is... For Amazon, this is an expansion on e-commerce, and they found a ready available 
business that delivers on it that allows For them to sure. play. And Souk has done an amazing job to get themselves there, and not just on the map, but just on it, to get themselves up there as a business, right? Um, so this now is going to change how e-commerce is being done. For the longest time, it was the biggest concern is where is e-commerce in the Middle East going, right? Because there's a lack of trust when it comes to buying stuff online. Should I use my credit card? Do I use PayPal? Do I do cash on delivery? And these were problems that Souk answered. Yeah, right. they did. Souk developed that model for a lot of businesses here. This Souk idea and Jado Pado at the same yeah, time. Right? So and these, Kareem as well. And Kareem. And Kareem came in later to the game. I'm for sorry, sure. These guys started way back before Kareem. Um, so... That model is not necessarily available in the States. It's not an American model. It's a local model that we had in the region, right? Because, you know, for a lot of parts in the Middle East, people still keep money under the mattress, right? A lot of people still don't trust banks. How are you going to get them to buy online, Yeah. right? So Souk solved that in their own ways. Um, and now Amazon wants to come in place. So it's shifting times because then there's a lot for them to learn about this market as well. Um, and for e-commerce, now it's proven formula. Well, right? we have a takeout culture here. Yeah. So that the logistics of delivery, purchase and delivery and all of that is almost answered within the culture of the city. Um, but what I feel I'm, I'm happy to be a part of, and I think, Fabi, really, you do, you, you, you do play in this space more than I do because he does develop. You develop apps. You do, you do, or am I wrong? Sort of. Sort of, uh, um, just this head nod. He, of, he yeah, kind of, you know. Yeah, but stuff. what what I what I think what's interesting now is that the way we build a business will change because we know that there may be funding access or we'll be playing in that arena later. Like you shouldn't build the business with a one year plan. That's no. not a good idea. <laughs> you know, it's not. That. That's just that's, a hobby. Yeah, the first year is the first yeah. year is death. The first year is the most exciting year. I think I'm like yeah. I. I for me, I, the fondest mo memories that I have were Omar and I working out of the studio apartment, hustling, trying to figure it all out together. Like that was such a, a, a I hold a really soft spot in my heart for that time. Mm. Um, but on top of that, any business that I start, it's romance. It's it new. It's your Beautiful. first 15 dates. It's like, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's the first time you like smell each other and go to I don't know man it's but that's just in hindsight no also for us when we get a press release oh I love it <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, a, like a new press release from a person I've never heard of before oh yeah. interesting who are you how the hell do you hear about me yeah. yeah beautiful yeah and your ego gets fed just a little bit I think that's were the, I to tell the, the truth the completely my yeah the ego gets fed a little bit and there's an instant gratification if the ego's this not thing fed. you made up like now this thing when people are like oh that's collective and you see my team come on site and we do something thing and oh that was made by we made that up mm. omar and i made up collective it wasn't a real thing <laughs> now yeah. it's a thing it's a it's a noun that people refer to mm. to to denote the company that makes content that's crazy yeah. when and once you taste that like the can you made up the can yeah you know what i mean you and the boys sat together and you came up with this idea of the Ducan show and now we walk somewhere and they're like oh those are that's the Ducan show doesn't your ego spike? How did your no, my ego's been spiked the day I came up with the idea? <laughs> <you think? laughs> I didn't wait to get recognized. <laughs> How'd you come up with the with the name? Because I feel that's the hardest part of a startup. No, this name was easy. Uh, once we had the idea, the name came very naturally. 
OT's strategic process, uh, creative process is strategy first. Yeah. And that makes finding a name so much easier. I found that because I went the other way around with, um, did a name with first and we did the name first and we changed it and we changed it. But when we've been, we've been working on some stuff, he goes strategy first and the name almost finds itself. Yeah, it comes, na- it, it, it fits, it comes it's naturally. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll share with you. Uh, I can show, yeah, because the name, you, it comes as a byproduct of a strategic thinking. Um, so in this case, first and foremost, this was how the conversation went. Faraz was like, I'm on board if I can DJ. Otherwise, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> right? Yeah, fool. And then Jeb says, it cannot be a hip-hop show because who are we to talk hip-hop? Right? And you're talking about two very well-established rappers in town. Yeah, yeah right? fantastic. But they didn't want to do that. Yeah. And for me, I agreed because I was like, yeah, we shouldn't. We should do our story. Okay, what is our story? Who are we? And then that's where the brainstorm started from. And then comes certain questions of, okay, why do you exist? If this podcast is not here, what would fill its space? What do people need to think when they hear it? What is the emotion you want to deliver? What is the process behind it? What is the story we're trying to tell? Why are we trying to tell the story? And now you start filling in these gaps and you build reasons. And then you develop this concept that eventually would lead you to certain thoughts that could help build a name. Um, It's a really great practice. I can't I want you to show it to me once. Because because for me, it's always about... What's the problem, solution, value proposition, all right? Yeah. What's the brand you're going to stand for? Bring out the but, name. Sorry. No, Bring no, out the no. Name now. But, but he starts with the value proposition. I start with so, why. Yeah, so he starts yeah, with... Yeah, it's why the why. Doing? Yeah, so he starts there. And I'd never done that until I met OT. I was always kind of doing it exactly your way. What's the problem? What's the solution? Yeah. Value proposition is second, third, fourth thing because yeah. you have to come up with the solution. And then what's fourth is the product. Yeah, and then... Know. So I went about it the same way Fabi did, but I yeah. r- will go through this. I, I th- it Please, changed the way. Yeah, it's it's changed. Working with OT in this way has changed the way that I've approached it, and it's just easier. It's just it makes easier. it easier when you're approaching any problem too, because it allows you to take a step back first. Like usually, you see a problem, your human instinct is to jump in and fix it. Yeah. Doing this, it forces you to take a step back, figure out what is the actual problem. He's, and he how can he I does a loop it. around it, yeah. and then he goes into it, which. Um, I need. I think, especially with people like us, Fabi, we need that. We need that. We need those reins pulled, because once you're in the problem, you're in the problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then that's it. And maybe that's a metaphor for life, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, because you, yeah, you also open your brain to think about that problem more, and the, more receptive, and right? That's the thing. It's, it's, it's the, it. Yeah, it's, in it's the, the, the idea your of if you have an hour to solve a problem, spend 55 minutes thinking about how thinking about the problem itself, and then right? yeah, and then it's five true. minutes is the solution. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I yeah, I've I've appreciated learning that from you, OT. Even though it's pretty much the only thing you've ever taught me. It's the only thing I yeah, got to see the world. <laughs> see, I guess I, I see it differently. How do you see it? What's the end product look like? Ah, so you start with the product first. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. If it if it's about push, pushing out a new thing, it's okay. What is it for? Okay, real-time city discovery. Okay, so it has to be a map, right? Or a person speaking to you. And if you visualize kind of how the bug looks why like. did you do it? What's the problem you're trying to solve? Um, I cannot accurately understand what's happening around me. Okay. Right. So you start from there. So okay. So what am I? Why am I going to the app? Because I want to know what's happening around me. All right. How could that look like? But then I have Facebook events to tell me. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm just bringing up a concept. Right. So this is the thing. Like you need to see how you could play with your, 
not necessarily, but a competitive set or sure. secondary competitive set, right? Because then you're playing against timeout, you're playing against Facebook events, you're playing against TripAdvisor. Sure. Right? So then you start to see where so you So you have all that, you have your positioning you between all the competitors, the but there's still kind of an end product of how you want to differentiate yourself by visually. And then from there, how to build the product, right? Mm -hmm. And how does everything then evolve around it? Yeah. I, I find a reason first of why do I want why do I want to give a print for sure product I, I guess sorry that I, what I just explained comes at a later stage mm. exactly maybe in the production stage so never mind but I think I think you that's I think that's a that's mark of who you are as an entrepreneur as yeah. well or as a businessman you think solution. there first solution first whereas I you know finding the name which is such a difficult thing if you're looking at I the solution it. Um, it's easier if you backwards engineer it. Yeah. That's kind because of the solution ends up be the name ends up being name of a solution, but not yeah, necessarily, yeah, yeah. you know. So it's just a different creative approach, which is very engineering, apparently, from what I've is been told. Is it? Is that how? Is that how engineer? I don't know. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I know so little about no, the world of engineers and Same the such. Here. Like I know it's I know it's really bad because I know they're responsible for every single thing that's in this room. Mm -hmm. But like I just I'm I'm sorry, engineers. I love you all. <laughs> okay, so that's enough business talk. For another yeah, question. exactly. Yeah, I feel like we always, we can always launch right into it, guys. I like have to, to go passively closer. and actively go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actively go to the bathroom, and then we'll do a drop.
Your nose, bro. 
Digga, my was out of hope for hustling. Get that loot, kid, you know my function. function. As long as I'm alive, I'm alive, illegal. And once I get on them, I put on all my peoples. React with lyrics like Max, I hit your domo. When I roll up the beat, go sleep because I'm free. Sonny, shook. This ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death, and scared to look. They shook. This ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death, and scared to look. They shook. This ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death, and scared to look. They shook. This ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Living the life that bombs and guns There's numerous ways you can choose to earn funds Some get shot, locked down, and turn guns Cowardly hearts and straight up shook one, shook one He ain't a crook, son He just a shook one
Réflexion natacelle Réflexion natacelle En crainte de la équipe Some now, some day Some, 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 some